You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about frugality and how we're coping with inflation. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? This past weekend, we cleaned our kids' room. And by we, I mean me and the children. It took approximately five hours. (laughs) I know, you're thinking, how could it possibly take that long to clean a small-sized bedroom? I don't know, but it did. (laughs) This has been on our list for so long. At the start of the summer, I told the kids that we needed to clean their room so it would be nice while we were home so much more. And I was taking a summer class, and they just need a lot of support to get through the piles of stuff. Uh They would start going through things and make some progress, but it was one of those one step forward, two steps back before we'd get to it again. Yeah, absolutely. This is Plum, too, because we pick up her room every time before our housekeeper, so every two weeks, Mm -hmm. and it still takes an hour every time. Yeah. And so much of that is her getting overwhelmed with all the stuff that's all over the floor. It's a lot. And or starting to do something. She's like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this Lego. (laughs) And she's like, mom, look at my Lego city. I'm like, clean it up. (laughs) Yes. I relate to so much of this. And one child was pretty independent going through making decisions, culling the amount of stuff Mm -hmm. that needed to be stored. The other child needed a lot more support (laughs) to get through. Yep. But we did it. We made it happen. And it is so nice to be able to walk into the room and see clear surfaces. <laughs> yeah, that feels great. And I am proud of us for making it happen months after we intended to. I'm proud of y'all too. What's new with you? I have one more test and then I will be done with my semester. Yay! <laughs> my motivation has been decreasing at a rapid pace mm-hmm. <laughs> for the last two weeks, over which I've had six tests. Wow, that is a lot. Yes. There is one more, and it's at 2 p.m. on Friday, the very last possible exam time and day. Mm -hmm. So I just have to make it till then, and then I get a beautiful nine days off. Do you have anything fun planned for those nine days or just being home, not doing school? We're going to the beach. Yay! We are pulling Plum out of school and taking a beach trip to Amelia Island, our favorite beach location. Can't wait to hear about how relaxing and fun that is. I can't wait to live how relaxing and fun that is. (laughs) Even better. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, Sarah? I finished We Came, We Saw, We Left by Charles Whelan. This is a memoir of a family that traveled the world for nine months with their three kids. And at the time of the trip, they were in eighth grade, a junior in high school, and a recent high school grad who was taking a gap year before Mm. college. Mm Mm-hmm. It was really fun to live vicariously through their adventures. I really love thinking about what would be fun for our family and what parts of that I would want to replicate and which parts were like, "Mm, no, thank you. I'm glad I'm just reading about this and not experiencing it. I also found it really encouraging how he talked about how you can make things happen if you want to. There's obviously a lot of privilege involved in that sentiment, but Just this idea that a lot of people don't do things like this because a lot of people don't do it and it's not something that we see all of the time. And that if you can ignore all of the noise that's telling you not to or that it will be too much, you can create something really special for your family. Hmm. 
And while I don't think for my family it would look like this kind of nine-month-long travel experience, it did make me think about what are those things that I might be telling myself we can't do or would be too difficult or work wouldn't accommodate, and how could we make it happen? Hmm. What I did not like is the personality of the father who was doing the writing. (laughs) I found his humor to be quite juvenile and didn't work for me, but it was a small piece of the whole reading experience. I would recommend this book if you like travel memoirs. This was a really enjoyable read. I did not like it quite as much as Dan Coyce's How to Be a Family, which is a similar family, takes a year, travels the world story, Mm -hmm. but would still recommend it if you are family gap year or family adventure curious. Nice. What have you been reading? I recently finished Magic for Liars by Sarah Gailey. This is about Ivy, who is a non-magical private investigator, and her sister Tabitha, who's a magical teacher at a magical private school where there's been a murder. So the head of school invites Ivy to investigate the murder, I think in large part because Ivy knows about the school and knows about magic. Okay. And the plot unfolds from there. So I love a novel set at a magical school. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that really worked for me. It's always so cool to see how these authors do the world building that they do. And the exploration of the family dynamics in the book is really interesting and sort of how their family of origin stuff affects the sister's relationship in the present day. And I was in it till the end because I couldn't see where all the threads of the plot would end up. Mm. So... That was good, but I'm still not really sure how I feel about this book having finished it. It's a book club book for this month, and I'm glad Mm -hmm. because I really feel like I need someone to talk about it and process it with. (laughs) Uh So I would recommend this uh, if only because then you can message us and let me know what you thought. (laughs) (laughs) Is this young adult fiction or adult fiction? Somewhere kind of in between. You know, she is older, so she's in her, like, 30s or 40s, Mm -hmm. the main character. So in that sense, it's older. I think that the author would probably classify it as adult. It's pretty gory, too, like, in terms of, like, the descriptions of the magical murder or whatever. So I feel like it's just hard to know when you describe a magical school. Yeah. What realm it falls into. It's a magical school in the teenagers at the school are characters in the book, but also the teachers are a big part of it, too. So kind of could go both ways. Okay. Let's move on to our topic for today. Things are getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what specifically have you noticed? The three areas I've noticed the most in our lives are groceries. I feel like every time I go to the store, I'm like, oh, that's 25 percent more than it used to be. Oh, Mm -hmm. this is a dollar more than it was before. And just almost all of the basics that we buy now cost more money than they did this time last year. Also with travel, we haven't done a lot of travel given the pandemic and our choices. Mm -hmm. But we are planning a big trip for Thanksgiving and looking up rental car prices, flights. It 
really adds up. And part of that is that we're traveling over Thanksgiving, which is one of the most expensive times to travel. But it also just seems generally, especially with rental cars, we've noticed how much pricier those are than they were a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And then finally, our property tax, which I think is not inflation related, more just local economy housing prices related. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it has increased significantly since we moved into the house six years ago. And I anticipate more of the same in the years to come. Yeah, all three of those are things that I've noticed regarding the travel. We were also trying to get together with family over Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and even went so far as my sister-in-law reserving a house. Mm -hmm. And then she started pricing flights and she said, there's no way. And then we were like, okay, well, let's do it not on Thanksgiving week because probably that'll be better. Right. And then we tried, you know, for like a few weeks later, like after I graduate in December, it's before (laughs) Christmas, but after Thanksgiving, it was like, okay, this feels like kind of an in-between. You know, it'll still be a higher travel time, but hopefully lower than either of those like holiday times. And it was still astronomically expensive. So our latest potential plan is (laughs) to meet this family halfway, which would mean 20 hours of driving for each of us. And I'm not Mm. sure we can do it. It is so much. (laughs) So the jury's out on that one. Yeah. I do not buy toilet paper often. (laughs) Last time I bought toilet paper was in October 2020. (laughs) Whoa. Because I bought a 96-roll box of toilet paper, and that's all Uh that we've done since then. Yeah. But I noticed that that is $15 more (laughs) for my 96-roll box. Mm -hmm. Gas, definitely, which everyone who is driving a car has noticed. Cat and chicken food, both are more expensive. Mm. And our cell phone bill. We actually got an email that said, hi, we're raising your cell phone bill by $12. And that spurred me to make some changes around our cell phone Mm. bill. Mm -hmm. But they were very straightforward with it, (laughs) which allowed me to, to sort of like get ahead of it a little bit. Yeah. So how are you dealing with those things, Sarah? For groceries, we're mostly just taking on the higher prices. Mm -hmm. We haven't made a lot of changes to what we're buying. It is so many of the things that I'm not sure how we could avoid it and still be buying food to feed our family. Right. But I have been getting better about looking at the Kroger deals and trying to Mm -hmm. make sure that we're capitalizing on those and getting the coupons loaded onto our card before we go. Nice. For travel, we ended up deciding to take the train out to California instead of buying flights both ways Mm. because it was significantly cheaper to do that one direction. Mm -hmm. It's still expensive, but less so. And we're already spending so much money on the trip. And I think we'll really enjoy the train experience. So it felt like a good way to save money and have this fun family experience. Nothing we can do about property taxes, but pay them. And that is what we do. Yep. How are you dealing with the rising prices? Like you all, I'm just basically paying more for all the grocery things. I do think I'm buying less meat Mm -hmm. because I feel like since meat was one of the higher ticket items on our grocery bill already. Yes. That I see the increase more. Mm -hmm. So we've been eating a lot more cheese grits and... Even more rice and beans and quinoa and things like that. More grains. Yes. And legumes even than before because even though I think those are pricier too, they go further, it feels like. I did buy the toilet paper. (laughs) We needed the toilet paper. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope it will last another year and a half. Though now we have more toilet users than when I <laughs> bought mm, it the first yes. time. <laughs> so I'm not sure about that either. We have been riding our bikes more, which I've talked about a lot on the pod, which helps with the gas issue. And I did switch cat food brands to a still expensive brand, but that comes in a bigger bag Hmm. so that it actually works out to a lower price per pound. And then have been trying to let the chickens out more to eat bugs and weeds Mm. in the yard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that they are not going through their dried food so fast. And since the yard is abundant with bugs and weeds, (laughs) they love it anyway. And then our cell phone, we just switched to Ting, Mm. which is one of the MVNOs. So excited about that as well. Nice. All right. Now let's go back and forth and talk about our frugal things that we do that we're thankful for and or recent frugal wins. The biggest one for our family is not owning a car. I have been thinking about it more in the last six months than I have at any other point maybe in the last decade about Mm -hmm. how much it is saving us on gas, about how it means we can afford to do things like a remodel because we haven't spent tens of thousands of dollars buying a vehicle and maintaining a vehicle. Yep. And I think that has just given us the space to feel like we can comfortably live within our means. And I love it. When I first started biking for transportation, I used to calculate how much money I was saving in gas, <laughs> which was really minimal. We're talking cents because I was biking not that far away, mm-hmm. but I found that very motivating. And I feel like I am getting back to that mindset where every time I'm on my bike, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a great money saver and just feeling appreciative for that piece of our lives. Love it. My car related frugal thing is buying really, really old cars. If you do need a car, Mm -hmm. we do have two cars and our most recent car that we bought is a 2005 Volvo that had 92,000 miles on it. And granted, we bought it before the used car market went kind of Mm -hmm. wild. I think that that this car today would be more expensive, but it's still so much cheaper than buying a new car and it runs fine. So my tip is to use Carfax.com. You know, Carfax Mm. is the place where you can get the reports on the cars, but you Mm -hmm. can also shop for used cars there. And they have a great search tool where you can search close to you and then, you know, expand the radius. But then you can do things like sort by price, only show cars that haven't been in accidents, sort by mileage. So if you, Mm. you know, sort of sort by mileage and price, then you narrow things down to, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever is within your budget. And I love how specific it is. Another one of mine has been camping instead of taking big trips. Oh, yes. We just like it so much. And it's so affordable. It feels like a big frugal win whenever we get it together to organize a trip and go do it with the amount of enjoyment we get for the price. Mm -hmm. I feel that exact same way about camping. It's actually hard for me to understand wanting to take a different kind of vacation Mm. that we're paying for ourselves Mm -hmm. because we like camping so much that spending quadruple the money isn't gonna make us that much happier. (laughs) Yeah. My next one is doing our own yard work and landscaping such Mm -hmm. that it is. And by (laughs) doing it, I mean kind of not doing that much. Mm -hmm. That is us too. (laughs) So Andrew does mow and weed whack 
And I have planted some things around, but we are a very low maintenance landscaping yard and I am here for it. Love that. Unfortunately, I have had a lot of practice at negotiating healthcare bills, mm. and I would just like to say they're all negotiable. The prices are arbitrary. These nonprofit companies are making millions, if not billions, of dollars in profit. So taking the time to make the phone call is worth it. Many places offer a standard discount if you pay in full when you call, and also just recommend not taking no for an answer. I've been on hold for a very long time. <laughs> With the local health conglomerate here in Indiana, but it's been successful just being calm and polite, but insistent that the price can be lowered. Love that. Regarding bills, I think negotiating bills of all types is appropriate. For instance, they tried to raise our internet rates maybe six months ago, and I mm -hmm. called and I said, what deals do you have available for long-term customers? And I ended up with a $15 cheaper rate than what they were going to raise it to. I also did that when I was out with COVID. That was one of my projects for myself was to call up the internet company because our deal was expiring. Perfect. Making it happen. Not caring about beauty stuff Buying zero skincare products, no face masks, no makeup, no professional haircuts, no manicures or pedicures. The list of things I do not do is long, and I really like it that way. I really like feeling like I'm pushing back against the beauty industrial complex <laughs> mm -hmm. that is trying to get my money by making me feel bad about the way I look. Yeah. And... Love saving money that way. One that I am really thankful for that I was not sure was going to continue this year is our free school breakfast and lunch at Plum School. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of places as the COVID free food rules expired, mm -hmm. went to paid food for people who don't qualify. Our school just went to paid and it has not been the entire time we've been there. Even pre-pandemic, it was free for everybody. But just this year, they switched. And now huh. you have to fill out the application and then pay. Yeah. So I feel so thankful that that food is free. And same, I've talked about this before, but Peppers is included in his tuition. Mm -hmm. So both of my children eat breakfast and lunch at school. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference, especially compared to the kinds of things that Plum was eating in her lunch when she was packing lunch for her camps this summer. She mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. wanting the little prepackaged pretzels and like mm -hmm. the string cheese, you know, all of this stuff that is easy for her to pack herself. And so we went yes. with the more convenient things because it was a way to give her autonomy and to take something off the grown-ups plates. Mm -hmm. But the convenience foods are not cheap. And so I think it will actually make a big difference in our grocery bill mm -hmm. having Plum back to school. So I'm so thankful for that. And her school also has free after-school care. So wow. we paid for a sitter in the spring because I started school and after-school care was full at her school at that point. Mm -hmm. And we loved our sitter. And she was expensive because <laughs> mm -hmm. she was really good and it was worth it. And I wanted to pay her that much. Right. But the free after school care is amazing. Yeah. A general frugal win in our house is Neil being handy and building stuff. Past examples of this are our bed frames, shelving throughout the house, 
benches and shoe storage in the entryway, things that just would have cost a lot of money for someone else to build or to purchase. Yeah, it's basically custom carpentry throughout your home. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then a recent example, Neil made the towel racks and toilet paper holder and trash can in our new bathroom. And they look great. A few weeks before that, I was in the aisle at Target with the trash cans feeling overwhelmed. (laughs) And I called Neil and I told him, you need to talk me off a ledge. I just can't figure out what we need to get. And for some reason, spending $20 or $30 on a trash can was just so overwhelming to me, even though we had just spent so much money redoing this bathroom. I was like, but I can't. I can't do it. I can't spend it. Why is it this much money? It's the straw on the camel's back. Yes. And he's like, just walk away, Sarah. It's fine. And then he built this really beautiful wooden trash can. I think we should put a picture of it on our Instagram. I want to see it. Okay. I can do it. And a Neil building frugal win that is currently in progress is making a workout bench for us to be able to use for weightlifting. Mm. A neighbor recently posted on the listserv about weights they were selling for $30 total. And it was a set of 35, 40, 45, and 50 pound dumbbells, which are so expensive. Once Mm -hmm. you get into the heavier size, I mean, we're talking around $100 per set. Yikes. So felt great to get those. I will not be using all of them (laughs) because they're very heavy. But feels nice to have this little workout station in future that we can use. Love it. Another frugal tip is to call about credit card late fees. So I often pay the credit card bill like an hour late. I have this one credit card that wants me to pay it by 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh Uh-huh. And then they charge me $40 if I don't do it. (laughs) But if you call, they'll usually forgive it about every six months. Mm -hmm. So if you get a credit card late fee, you can call it, say, hi, can you please take this off? And they'll check if they can. And usually they can. Nice. My final one is keeping our energy bills low. We have recently been getting a letter from the energy company where it shows a graph and it shows average home in the area in terms of energy usage. And then it shows an efficient home in the area. And then it shows our home and it's right (laughs) at the bottom of the graph. So much more than an efficient home. And I find it so satisfying and love it. My final one is buying store brand kid foods, things like applesauce, fruit snacks, Cheetos. Mm -hmm. They don't know the difference and they basically love any snacks. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so much cheaper. Do you eat those snacks too, or are they just for your kids? It's just mostly that like applesauce, fruit snacks, and Cheetos aren't really things that I'm eating. There you go. Let's end by talking about both places where we are not frugal and our frugal aspirations. My least frugal recurring expense is my gym membership. Feels very bougie to pay as much money as I do to work out at Orange Theory. I do have the founder's rate. That is cheaper than the regular rate, but it still really feels like an indulgence, especially now that Neil is building a bench and we have the weights and I'm running outside. Mm -hmm. Is it really necessary for me to get the physical and mental benefits of exercise? But I still really find value in going somewhere and having someone tell me what to do as opposed to having to motivate myself. Yeah. And it brings me a lot of joy. So feels worth it. And it's nice to have it as a routine as you go into the winter when things like running outside aren't as appealing. Agreed. It's nice to have it already be part of your day and week. 
And it's right across the street from the library, so it's so convenient to go right after work or right before work and have that not be a separate trip I'm making a different time. Absolutely. It's going to stay in the budget. My aspiration is the one I mentioned last week, which is learning how to make my own cold brew coffee. I did some Googling. I think the problem is I did not buy nice enough beans and or they had sat in my cabinet for too long before (laughs) I made the coffee. Mm -hmm. So making a grocery trip today, going to get some fresh new beans and hoping that packaged cold brew coffee is something I can take off my grocery list in the future. Yeah, I hope so too. Andrew keeps his coffee beans in the freezer. Another way to keep Mm. them fresher. Noted. My frugal aspirations are energy use, driven Mm -hmm. by the fact that our electric bill this month was the highest that it's been. Granted, Mm. that was for July and it was really hot. Right. But I also think we could have done better. I think we are sort of in a mode of just like having it be slightly cooler and not paying as much attention, like to turn it up during the day and stuff like that. But I think I can work on that more. Right. Less shopping from me. My constant frugal aspiration to not shop my feelings. Mm-hmm. Just like a lifelong thing I'm working on. And then one that I'm actually kind of excited about is more cooking of snacks at home. Mm. So things like muffins, cookies, Chex Mix, popcorn could be good to eat and good for our budget. Yeah, I love that one. I'm going to take that one on as well. Well, that's the end of our talk about frugality and inflation today. Listeners, let us know how the money stuff is looking in your life. Now let's talk about what we've been eating lately. My in-laws visited this weekend and brought some amazing peach salsa from the little Mm. grocery store that's in their neighborhood. And peach salsa is something I've had before in my life. But for whatever reason, this just really hit the spot. We have been putting Mm. it on crackers with cream cheese. I love it. It's so delicious. What have you been eating, Sarah? We have been using everything but the bagel seasoning. Mm. I got this at Trader Joe's. And I had it on ramen that I ate, Mm. did like ramen with the egg and added some little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of spice. This is inspired. I think there was a TikTok ramen that Mm. I heard reference to when you like do the things. And the last thing they did was put the seasoning on top and it gives it a little crunch. Yum. I was like, oh, yes. And then today I made popcorn and put that on top of the popcorn. That was really delicious too. So looking for more ways to incorporate it. I really like it. I've heard that it's good on avocado toast, if that's a thing you're doing these Mm. days. It is not a thing I normally do, but it does sound really yum. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player or on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Can I do that instead? Totally. It gives me more time to think about what I'm going to talk about. I love it. And Duncan is just going to have to be in the back of this. (laughs) He he won't shut up. He's like either meowing outside the door or he's meowing behind (laughs) me. It's fine. It's fine. You're 16 years old. You have cancer. Do what you want. All of the things... (laughs) 
that's so loud. <laughs> I usually can't hear it on my I end. Know, like usually like, I hear it later. Literally singing the song of his people right now. <laughs> he's like, Meow, I'm a cat. Let me tell you about it some more. <laughs> <laughs>